Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers. As always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Michael Daniels. How you doing tonight, Mike? I'm um, okay. I'm okay tonight. How are you doing? <laughs> that was a real hesitant okay. Just Yeah. You, you, you doing all right? Yeah. You, do, doing okay over there, buddy? It's all good. It's all cool, good. Cool. <laughs> uh, I'm all right up here. We've got, uh, we've got the post-holiday plague going around, as you do. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I come back in to work, and that's kind of a topic that everybody was throwing around. The, my work was that how they go back, and one person had said they have a huge family of like 50 people every Christmas, mm-hmm. and she said that um, it's always who has the, the virus is going to spread it around, and this year they didn't have any. Wow. But uh, but the other people in the house were just like you, what you're saying is that, you know, oh, I got sick because everyone else is getting sick. Yeah, it just it just goes around, and like we had it. And and even if even if it wasn't being passed around, whatever. I'm not a doctor, but the you know the viruses and and whatever. Like you, people would still get kind of ill or unwell feeling just from you know weird diet and uh, temperature changes and possibly Tra- and, and possibly and- traveling depending on their situation. Right. Exha- you know, and a lot of that sometimes too is exhaustion. Yeah, not stress, not and, getting enough sleep, eating too much sugar, drinking more yeah. than usual, maybe. Right. Yeah, I know that my my daughter came back from her mom's today, and she was gone, and she had just a whirlwind uh, Christmas break where she went from here to you know Florida and Disney, mm-hmm. then came back up here again for a couple of days where it was you know Arctic temperatures, and then she <laughs> went to. Then she went back down to Florida, and it was rainy and cool, but not warm or cold. And now she's back up here again, so she's already having the system shock of, you know, being cold. Hey, it's just that time of year. Yeah, because you know we're we're getting to the. I know it was slightly warm here, so down there it's probably just above freezing today, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we had last night. We had uh, a winter advisory warning type thing where it was supposed to rain and then freeze really thick and then snow on top of it which was like the worst thing that can happen but none of that happened it stayed above freezing and when i went to work this morning it was something like 35 nice Uh, so it was just it was just wet which i prefer i'm happy with that it actually feels warm if if you're just driving and and stuff it's actually i mean it's not bad at all i mean 35 is a is a blessing considering that it's been six degrees and five degrees sure yeah i mean i know when i lived down there that was always kind of the thing like we still get snow but the the temperatures on on average were warmer and so it would be more like slush and ice than than just the the straight up snow we get way up here yeah well i mean i guess you're right i mean i i do miss the the times when you'd have snow and it would last for the whole season but it's, I don't know. It's fine I, if I'm you don't have to that. drive. I'm done with that. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, right. Which which I and don't, I but I still occasionally, you know, have to go to the store or something. So, Right. When but, you were a kid, it wasn't a big deal because you didn't have to deal with that except yeah. whatever. But, yeah, now I have a I have a Mustang, and it, it is not a winter vehicle no, at all. No, no. Um, which, is, which is fine. You just deal with it. But it's not terrible with this this climate that I'm in. So staying around 35, I get it. And I'm glad that we had that cold because you have to kill everything off. Mm, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So did you uh, uh, get any, do anything fun last week? Got to watch any movies or anything? Um, well, 
Andrew was still in town for for the rest of the week. The the last he was the last one to to head back uh, out to Idaho. That was um, yesterday, Sunday. Oh, cool! As of the time our our listeners are hearing this, this will be a week ago. But um, and the the last batch before that was was Wednesday of last week, and that was before we we recorded. Yeah. But we went out to um, we went out to Chicago yesterday, and uh, my cousin, yeah, one of my cousins uh, works in a, a salon out there, and so my mom and sister wanted to get something cut and done hair stuff. I don't know, um, and so so they did that, and then and then Dad and Andrew and I went. And did some different things. We went to a record store, which was pretty cool. Um, a place called the Dusty Groove. Hmm. We were okay. in uh, in Chicago, close to uh, Milwaukee Avenue. I'm sure that doesn't mean anything to you. Barely means anything to me. But um, <laughs> in this in this stretch of like a mile, there were four or five record shops. And so I'm like, well, this one has the coolest name, so we're gonna go there. Right. Um, they had a whole like bargain basement that was an actual basement and actually cold, but yeah. there they had boxes of fifty cent records um, up on tables, which is nice because if you go to uh, if you go to Landlocked down there in Bloomington, their bargain records are all on the floor, which I understand yeah. like they don't have a lot of space, but I'm not going right. to crawl around in a store to dig through crates. Sure. Um, you sure. Know, I'm in, th- I'm in my 30s now. I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I picked up like like six or seven records, and oh, it nice. was the, my total was like twenty two, twenty three bucks. Nice. I'm like man, I I've spent that on one record. Oh yeah, absolutely easy. Man, that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. No, something, nothing something. super amazing. Like I got a hard album and a jethro tull album you know classic rock stuff sure how far how far is chicago away from where you're at um you get to like the outskirts in about two hours so to midway airport it's like two and a half 245 depending on traffic yeah which fortunately wasn't too bad it was a sunday um the drive back we got some like drizzly freezing rain but for the most part the roads were dry and and salty that's good yeah the uh i got to go um i got to go see jumanji mm. that was pl- surprisingly good yeah we did actually. we did that too it was the whole group of us which um is myself my youngest sister and andrew who is the next next up from her and our parents and as i'm sure is not uncommon in in any family it's notoriously difficult to find some kind of entertainment a tv show or a film that Mm -hmm. appeals to everyone in that group right Right? sure sure um there's there's almost no overlap in the venn diagram between uh tv shows that andrew likes and tv shows that my mom likes uh, I'm exaggerating <laughs> okay. a little bit, but <laughs> right. you know nice. that's 
that's not. But, but this one fit though. It's, was it's it, not right? super uncommon. Mo- you know, mom was like, "Am I going to like this movie?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you might. It's probably going to be dumb." And uh, I don't know if I like this movie. And right? and and we, you know, we got out, walked back to the car, and she's like, "That was really good. That was better than I thought it was going to be." You know what? That's that's what I think every single person that's watched that movie has said. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's better than I thought it was going to. Because be. it's, I mean, with the with the cast and the story, it feels like it belongs in a category with like uh, Grown Ups or yeah. maybe the Hangover movies or or what's what's that one where uh, Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart get hard? It's like something like that. Oh right, right. Or right. you know, almost anything that uh, that. Dwayne Johnson and or Jack Black have ever done. <laughs> right. Or yeah, or yeah. Kevin Hart. Sure. Like that whole cast, with the exception of Karen Gillan from Doctor Who, like the three the three male leads, like almost almost nothing that they do is in the category of movies your mom will watch. Right? <laughs> and right. I'm I'm stereotyping, obviously. Don't, hey, so don't you said Karen Gillan is that it was that the Ruby Roundhouse? Yeah. Oh, you know what? So that's Nebula, right? Okay, I I I don't I got because I've not watched a lot of Doctor Who. You didn't recognize her because she's not purple. I didn't. Yeah, she's not purple and bald. Um, I, I've seen her on panels, so now it all kind of comes together, right. you know, uh, which makes sense. But the um, now, okay, that's cool. The, yeah, she was she was all the right. The main kid who was who was. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, he, not him, but the the kid, the, you know, in the, the present, yeah. whatever, whatever you call that in the frame story, um, right? I know him from something too. I'm not I don't gonna, know. I don't I'm sure not going to remember now, him. but um, yeah, I had seen him in something. But well, I, I go ahead. I will say that I will say that. Okay, so here's 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 what I've told people who ask me about Jumanji and. Okay. And it, it's the thing is, I'm very aware that it comes on the heels of people asking me every single moment they see me of what I thought of the Last Jedi, mm. um, you know, and and trying to temper myself with you know what I've already said about the Last Jedi and the scores I've been very openly about giving it. So right now, asking Jumanji and saying, "Oh, do you score it that way or better?" Ooh, I almost want to. And here's, but here's the reason why. And I give this to everybody. It's like, it knows what it was mm-hmm. and it was better than what it was supposed to right. be. Like it fit, it still squarely fits in a, uh, comedy adventure movie and what Jumanji was originally. Uh, and it does that better mm-hmm. and it takes the actors and it, and it definitely plays to all of their strengths and the things that they do well. And I can only say that, now that we're talking about it, I, I have to give credit to the director. I think the director and the editor editor probably did a lot of really good work on that film to to make it all fit and have the cast together and the flowing and the writing. Um, that's a really good testament to those people. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, are we uh, are, are we going to talk spoilers? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I know sure. we always do, and it's not like there's any huge twist in this movie like it mostly goes exactly how you expect it to go except that the hot girl doesn't get anybody at the end which is a nice twist that was nice that um, was nice yeah right. i'm sure she'll be fine 
Sure, sure, sure. It should be totally fine. <laughs> um, right. But the the whole sort of love profession confession between uh, Karen Gillan and The Rock was hilarious. And that, and that I thought of that when you were when you were talking about the direction because that's something. I mean, maybe they have acting coaches or something, but that's that's right. in the direction to get yes. those two adult actors who you know play a certain kind of role to and and of course their talent as actors, but right to act as awkward, self conscious, nerdy teenagers just right. just in in these attractive bodies and, and to do it and to do it not i mean it's over the top but it's not stupidly over the top right. it was it was believably awkward to at some extent you know yeah uh, and they did that pretty well I, and i mean I actually the, the same thing with yeah. same thing with jack black though i think we've come to expect that from jack black sure. like that's what sure. he does like he's not to say that he hasn't done a handful of serious roles, but for the most part, he's a character actor. Like he does goofy over the top characters. And so to right. see him as a fat middle-aged man playing a teenage girl was hilarious. Start to finish. Yeah. He, he did great. He did really great. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta say he is, he is definitely all over the map in my opinion of what he does and some of the things he's done. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the two that stand out for me that say, okay, Jack Black isn't terrible and I won't judge him. I won't judge the movie based solely on him uh, is mm-hmm. this one now for sure. Sure. And another, another one will be, uh, is, uh, King Kong. I thought he was really mm. good in King Kong. I saw um, that in the theater and I haven't seen it since, but that's yeah, fine. I, it's a fine I remember movie. it being kind of an emotional roller coaster at the end which i yeah. mean that's the story right right yeah and and it, and it was i i i, I kind of liked that king kong with him and it i i didn't like the lead um andrew or and I, I can't remember his name but i'm not a real big fan of him but um the he won for the adrian the brody something yeah that's right yeah he's, he's fine but he just wasn't he's okay what i wanted in that that character um but anyway, the point was is that I, I thought that Jack Black was great in that he he wasn't a comedian and he was not serious, but he wasn't funny either. He was just a totally different. Right. He was the character he was supposed to play, and I thought that was really. Did great. you see um, um, Tropic Thunder? Yes, way back, um, way back. I saw that when it was fairly new. It might have even been um, in the theater when I was in college and could see free movies, but. I watched it when I was out in Idaho. Uh, our other brother, Daniel, turned it on uh, so that we could watch the first 10, 15 minutes of it, which are hilarious. Yeah. And then we en- we ended up watching the whole thing, which is less hilarious. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, yeah. Jack Black's sure. character in that movie is a practically a throwaway. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, you've got Robert Downey Jr. in there. So, yeah. Uh, it's a little hard to get all of that. <laughs> that is, man, that is a show I almost forgot about. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you Robert Downey the, Jr. Uh, in blackface. Every blackface, right? God. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so Jack uh, Jack Black. By the way, another shout out to something to give him credit for something. He was in the show Jackal, which was like a, hmm. uh, a little bit little known movie with Bruce Willis. But um, the movie was just a fine kind of movie. But he was he was fine in it. He totally again he he didn't play funny. He played a character, and it was good. And had you not at the time, I don't think people knew Jack Black's name wasn't like a household name. Right. And when you go back and watch, it, you're like, oh, that's Jack Black. But you wouldn't you don't see Jack Black. I mean, when you watch a Tom Cruise movie, you're watching Tom Cruise. Unless it's Tropic Thunder. Um, and you're like... Unless it's Tropic Thunder. Like, that's Tom Cruise? That's Tom Cruise. That's a um, that's a inside... That portrayal is is an inside baseball right. just shot at, at somebody that no normal audience goer has ever heard of or seen or interacted with. <laughs> right, right. Well, anyway, he uh, Jack Black was great in, in this Jumanji. He, he really was. He mm-hmm. played well, I think. And he, he played a little over the top, but he definitely played that that girl, and yeah. that was cool. They, <laughs> yeah, um, I thought the all uh, of his like ca- his faces and reactions. They do the whole smolder thing, like yeah, that all, was, all that of that was, was, and they they introduced the '90s kid, and I'm like, how yeah. much how much '90s lingo can they can they cram into this guy's dialogue? <laughs> right. It's like it's gnarly, and it's. Uh, he was trying. They were overtly trying to make it known. It was that he so wasn't much. It's like, it's like you only got one scene with this kid way back in the beginning. So you're like, wait, who is who is this kid? And uh, right. he's like, you know, what did he say? Like, you know, she, she's the bomb. I mean, she's no uh, right. Um, she's no Cindy Crawford, but um, right. And, and I don't I'd think get that jiggy anybody, with it. And I'm like, oh, stop! Right. No more, no more '90s references. <laughs> right? You know, he he. Uh, I don't think even from what he the, the the massive amount of stuff they were dropping that that was really natural when he when they were like, oh, figuring out the timeline thing. But I mean, I I could not know it. I mean, it was as soon as the, they couldn't pick a character on the screen, I was like, okay, well, he's going to show up, right? Yeah. Oh, at some point. And then, that, you know, I didn't put that together until later when he showed up. I'm like, oh, of course. He's the th-. like when they were doing character selection, I was like, oh, that must be like the NPC or something. That's I wasn't. Oh, I, I knew right away. I was I was actually about that, that was a enough. speaking of NPC. I love how they dealt with NPCs, like the video game aspect mm-hmm. of that show. Spot on. <laughs> like they, they they you know how it was. Everything was on a dialogue wheel. Yeah. And how the guys kept saying the same things, and that's just what they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so great, so great, and, and it did feel like okay, this whole like video game changing of Jumanji is that was brilliant, and the way that again directing and writing was just like oh okay, um, it fits, and their their special powers, um, and how some of those old like eighties video games were like you know weaknesses cake, you know <laughs> right. and it works and and he comes out and like every every little thing is Chekhov's gun like they're going and and I'm keeping track I'm like okay well he's got to fall out of the tree and probably die because he still has two lives left and then she goes up there and there are all these snakes and I'm like yeah well she has two lives and her weakness is venom I I didn't anticipate her using the respawn to get to the top like that was good she did that i leaned over to andrew and i go hacks (laughs) right i mean that that was good and never never mind that 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 dwayne johnson is driving a a dirt bike 
like straight up vertically. <laughs> I'm like, how is no? You uh, okay? I guess it's a video game. It doesn't it's rules. a video game. There, there are no rules. It, it, that you know what? That's another thing that just makes that movie great. There's yeah, just yeah. no rule. It, it's so it was video it was game. fine. It was like I'm watching it and I'm like, you know, it's like we talked about the the most recent uh, Star Trek movie. It's like this is dumb and I'm okay with it. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Like uh, the smolder. You mentioned the smolder. Right. The smolder is was absolutely. He doesn't know how he's doing it. It's just a video game mechanic that he does <laughs> smolder. It's like, you know, and and then it was again a thing that makes this a a, a great, you know, I'm going to say it score higher than like the Last Jedi. Yeah, is that um you you have character moments in there too. Like it's all funny and cliche. And you mentioned Chekhov's gun stuff. You knew how it's going to work, but then then every once in a while you you genuinely get like sparkles of genius in there. Like the, the using your life that I, I can't believe I didn't see coming, you know, and mm-hmm. they just totally worked. And, and the, uh, the moment where Kevin Hart, who was, that guy's just actually playing Kevin Hart and he was sure. a funny Kevin Hart. He, you know, it was a funny Kevin Hart, but, and then all of a sudden they do that whole exchange when he genuinely gets fed up with being short and the rock being big. Mm-hmm. And he, he pushes him off the edge or something. Mm-hmm. And that was a genuine scene. And you're like, that was really cool seeing. So the yeah. movie and the, really intercuts those. And the interaction between the two girls, between Jack Black and, and Karen, Karen Gillan, those were really good too. Like they're a little, you know, they're a little bit like high school stereotypes, but yeah, for it, sure. It, it's kind of like I've said before about watching anime. Like I find those, high school like drama interactions more relatable when they're not portrayed by high schoolers like real high schoolers or like you know actors in their early 20s pretending to be high schoolers like glee right right because they're because they're actually yeah i get it right because they're still in the middle of it (laughs) right like like it, it distracts me from it and if it's anime they're cartoons and in this movie you know they're adults to varying degrees like Karen Gillan's probably like 30 and Jack Black is middle-aged and he's a dude. And so they can deliver these lines and the, the, the conflict or the, the interpersonal conflict going on is more relatable, at least for me. I don't know. That's probably just a weird, weird thing with me, but that, 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 that rock, uh, Karen Gillian kiss was, was, we just (laughs) talked about it being awkward and cool. And, and I kept thinking like erupted in laughter. Right, right. I mean, it was so well done. I, I, I kept thinking, I kept going to, because the because of who they are, you know, and at times they're playing, the, it's The Rock up there, and at times it's it's Jack Black, and at times it's Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. You, you almost can't see those, like, not being people. And, and I kept thinking, like, the actors, like, oh, here's the here's the, the spot where The Rock gets, to, like, in real life, gets to, to kiss, like, this really hot chick, mm-hmm. you know, on, on, you know, here's his chance in real life. And then, conversely, the really Karen Gillian gets to actually make out with The Rock. This is something they want to write home about and tell their friends about. Right. You know, but but then again, it's this scene that they just, <laughs> you know, it's this terrible, awkward well, scene. That- and, th- and there was a lot of that sort of subversion of expectation, which is part of, like you said, comparing this to, to Last Jedi, like you saw the trailer and you go into it and you're like, well, this is probably going to be stupid, but it might be kind of funny. And then it ends up being really good where in last Jedi, you, you go in expecting to see force awakens or God forbid 
Empire Strikes Back, and you get yeah. The Last Jedi. But, right. like, the the whole, like, seduction training montage with um, Karen Gillan and, and Jack Black, and you expect it to be a certain way, but, like, she can never do any of it. Like, it all looks, <laughs> it all. It all looks exactly how you would expect... If right. if one person if one girl says to another girl like, you know, pout your your lips a little bit or or bite your your lower <laughs> and it's all like really over the top. None of it is, you know, those those cliche high schooler movies that that were made in the late nineties where like, you know, it's it's Rachel Lee Cook and she, she takes off the glasses and pulls off the ponytail and suddenly she's gorgeous. I mean, she was gorgeous before. She was just wearing glasses, like nothing. You didn't really do anything, right? And and then it, oh god, there's so many good (laughs) moments of that movie because then they go up and do the whole dance fight, the dance fighting. I was like, I was like, remember, remember they said dance fighting? Like she's not going to use tai chi, but she's she's going to and what was the song? It was a ridiculous song. I know. Well, well, in this again, here's the video game thing coming back just so spot on with the director was that like those those goons, she, they have this whole plan for that she's supposed to flirt with them and they're just NPCs. They're NPCs. I also liked how <laughs> they were actually different actors, but they looked the same. <laughs> right? I was like, "Oh, they're NPCs because they look the same." Right. They they're totally yeah, it was just like, the, and they didn't have any routine that they could like, you know, be distracted by the girl. Right. They were just running the "What are you doing here?" Yeah. <laughs> routine. Oh, so good, so good. The uh, yeah, and the ending was good. I like when when uh, you know they go off the path, and they're, even the rock can't uh, can't beat the the thing, and he gets killed. Right. And, yeah, just I mean, the, the, so the movie is spot on. I, I would definitely. And and people will probably hate me forever for it, but you know, rank it above uh, the Last Jedi, and that's it's probably you know I've mellowed on Last Jedi a bit, but still, what you just said, it's that you know I I really expect something when I go to a movie, I ex- when I pay for something and I go into it, I I want to see that. If I, I watch a heist movie, you know, if I w- went in and watched Ocean's Eleven, and I want to see a cool, mo- or let's say Ocean's Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to see a, a cool heist movie. I don't want to go in there and then all of a sudden, oh, it's actually like a really, you know, slapstick comedy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and that, and that just, that just is what it is. And I'm sorry. That's just the, the way of the world. So when you go into a movie and you expect it to be a slapstick comedy and it's a really good slapstick comedy and got some drama elements to it, you're like, okay, you just put yourself on par with those things, you know, um, so I guess that is another reason why it's really unfair to rank things like the Last Jedi on the same scale. As well, yeah, Jumanji. it's like you you know you put a number on it and you're you know whatever. It's like we talked to uh, talked to Fox off air about about DC characters and I asked him about um, the CW's Flash, and he said yeah. he said I think that show is very good at what it's trying to be. Yeah, it's it's not totally. it's not his thing. He doesn't like it, but mm-hmm. um, you know he respects that about it, which I can't I can't argue with. Like I haven't watched enough of it to really say one way or the other. Like it's CW, it's you know right. crappy high school love triangles with right. actors in their mid twenties. They're not technically high schoolers, right. probably, but no, they're not. Yeah, 
No, they're they're actually supposed to be playing people who are in their thirties, but they're in their twenties. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's what it is. Yeah. Um, it's the other way. No. Uh, yeah, it, it is. So it's it, it is hard to to say. So if we're sitting here, you know, back to back, we're a couple weeks apart from our from our reviews on those two things. Uh, yeah. To listeners, I, I do like Jumanji, and I do give it a higher score on this crazy scale of one to hundred than The Last Jedi. That's not saying The Last Jedi is worse or Jumanji's better, and you should not go see one or the other. But if you're looking to see a Jumanji type movie, you will be happily, you'll be very happy watching that movie, and you'll come out of it pretty happy. Whereas if you go to watch The Last Jedi and you expect to see an unnumbered Star Wars movie, you may be a little bit more disappointed than what you want, and that's completely subjective. Yeah, because you're not. I don't think anybody's going to going into Jumanji expecting Citizen Kane. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's and 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 I and I love that. That's one of the reasons I think that that I love movies and I, and I continue to watch movies and I and I I like to consider myself an easier critic on movies because I I, I really do want to go into a movie and and I'm okay with Michael Bay directing <laughs> Transformers. Not that I like him or I like his movies, but I know what I'm going to get. And and it's if it's worse than what I expect it to be, then it's a bad, even worse movie. If it's better than I expect it to be, then it's a good movie. Sure. Yeah. And, and yeah, unfortunately that's, that's the nature of the numbered star Wars. Like people should be going into them with maybe not high expectations, but at least a certain, a certain level of expectations, but I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to beat that horse anymore. Are you... I don't so, either. So let's... Um, th- this might be a better topic for the next time we get Fox on here, but are you more of a film watcher or a TV watcher? Or or d- would you even make that distinction? Uh, I, well, there's definitely a distinction, but not with me. I mean, I'm, I, I really consume... You know, I've really been challenged with that question lately, actually, in other places of my life. And, and someone asking me what, what, what I like. And, and I don't want to, it's kind of got a stigma to say you like TV and watching TV, mm. but watching film is not so much, but to me there, yes, there are different things. You consume them differently, but they're both escapism kind of entertainment. And, and I, and you like to watch them for different things. So, oh man, to say which one I am, it's, it's, it, it's different. And I use them for different sure, things. Sure. Right? If I want to escape into the, th- I go to the theater. I went to the theater last week just to go because I like the popcorn. I like sitting in the dark thing, the full mm-hmm, immersion mm-hmm. experience for it. And, and I'll, they'll never replace that for me is going to the actual theater. And, and that's one of the reasons why I was totally, absolutely fine with watching the last Jedi again, because the experience that the last Jedi gives you sitting in the theater is worth it. Yet, yet um, the show downsized that's out. And I think it's getting terrible reviews, but um, I, I, I'll, I'm totally happy watching that show on the small screen. And if it was like a TV show or a TV movie on Netflix, that would be fine. And I love it just as much if I like it. Um, I, I've seen a lot more movies since we started doing the podcast, just so we have, we have stuff to talk about. Um, though when, um, when Andrew and our sisters and I went and saw pride and prejudice and zombies, which is, is very good. Don't at me. Okay. Uh, Okay. <laughs> he said I've not seen it. He said um you know, this this was a movie that he probably wouldn't see unless he saw it in the theater. I thought that's okay. that's weird. Like I've heard the flip side argument to that, which is like 
oh yeah i'm just gonna wait until it's on netflix or until it's out on blu-ray or whatever um mm-hmm. his his perspective was this is gonna be big like big big special effects big action scenes or whatever and if i'm just gonna watch it at home on a tv like i'm not gonna bother yeah, no, I, I'm totally that way. I'm absolutely. And, I, and I'm going to give you an example right now okay. that's very relevant is that uh, um, I wanted to watch um, Alien Covenant. I think it's called Covenant. Okay. It's the, the most recent Alien. And and I wanted to watch that one. And that's one to watch in a theater. And I want, and I really did. And I, it just circumstances and timing wasn't there for me. And, I, and it got out of theaters before I could. And I missed it. But I bought it on Black Friday for like $5 on Blu-ray. Right. Because it was one of those sales. And I still haven't opened it up. And I did last night, actually, at, only because my buddy is a huge alien person and he wants to come talk to me about it. And um, so he's like, you, you should watch it so we could talk about it. And I was like, OK. So, I mean, I, it's not that I don't want to watch it. It's just I know I'm not going to get the same experience that I would get at the movie with right. watching that kind of movie. Uh, so and, and I go to the the same thing is that I'll go to the red box a lot of times. The red box. I'll go to the red box and. I'll see a movie that I know I wanted to watch on the theater or I just wanted to watch it, but I just don't want to watch it. I, you know, I don't, don't care. It's not that interesting. Um, and it's probably because if I was in the theater, I'm completely immersed and I'm in that world, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm, and it's you're all dark. And, and in the, in this, in this era, in this age we're in, um, it's different to be in a setting where you literally can't, pull out your phone and yes. and start looking looking up on imdb who was in what Excellent. or yes see what's going on in in one of our group yes. chats and what gifts people are posting like there's none of that you're immersed in the experience right. we went when we um when the rest of my family went and saw last jedi and i saw it for the second time we went to a theater nearby it's about half hour from here it's actually the same theater that i used to go uh, to for free on Mondays when I was in college, they have recently renovated the whole inside and they have a bar, and then they have oh right they have okay yeah they have the, big comfortable seats the, and they have these sort of they're not quite tables but like like sure. there's more space in front of the seats and then there's a really long uh, table a very shallow table that you can put your drink on or whatever. Um, and so I went and got a beer before the movie and then stepped out during the terrible casino sequence to get a second beer because, you know, one beer is not going to last you a whole movie. But, um, like, it's it's cool. It's a fun experience. And I'm even though it's um, it's small, they only have two screens. I'm still going to try and go there to see movies whenever I can. It happens to be closer by 10 15 minutes than almost every other theater except the one that's 10 minutes from here which is a, a total dump um right yeah. and it's it's cool i want to support them that they made this cool place out of an old, an oh, old I, theater I, like uh, yeah, i think that's um, really cool the the indianapolis has tried several of those and i know they're they're they have them all over the country it's not a unique thing mm-hmm. but um, recently there's one called, I think it's called studio movie grill up, up North in Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've heard and, of that. and I've, 
I was just getting some friends who were telling me that they loved it a much. I, when I first experienced those kind of things, it was called, there was one called Hollywood barn filmworks in downtown Indy. Um, and I absolutely love them. I mean, I, I absolutely love them. I, if, if I had the money, I guess that's something, and I didn't want to go into a restaurant business. That's <laughs> something I'd love to, to open and run. I mean, that would be so fun to have a thing. And I, I don't know how it's not hugely profitable, you know, selling those maybe it's because it's limited seats and only so many showings but um yeah the, i don't like, i don't know all the i thought it'd be great. all the logistics of running a theater that it's an idea that i've talked to i've talked about with trotsky and pat i know pat was very into it um trotsky and those guys said they almost did it in bloomington but um the company that owned the theaters also owned the one downtown the the von lee right and they the, the conditions of the sale of the building were that you couldn't turn it back into a theater and they're oh, they were right, like okay. oh well that's exactly what we want to do so it's yeah. not going to work out well the, the the real the real logistical problem is that um the only way i mean movie theaters are struggling as it is right now these days and the only yeah. way to make a, you know to break even just to break even is to pack as many people in there as possible in your space, right? Not pack them, but to make them comfortably, you know, a, a lot of people. So if you cut that down by easily 25% by putting tables in, you have to make that up some other way, which your idea is that you're making it up with bar and food, which are also two very high risk, low profit yeah, centers. F- food is for sure. Um, Right. Alcohol depends so, so on you, depends on what you're doing. Depends on the depends on the setting. The other thing that's nice right. about the place the place near me is that I don't know if this is true all the time, but we went. I guess we went pretty early in the day. It was like two thirty, so it was probably matinee price. But still, their matinee price was like five bucks. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty nice. I mean, I made up for it by buying beer, yeah. but. Right. Well, and, and, and the, the alcohol part of it is that you, you intentionally don't want to have drunk people there. So you, you have to be careful about how much alcohol you sure, sell, which sure. is the most profitable of those. So anyway, it's, it's, it's a fantastic experience. And for any listener who wants, whoever thinks about, you know, if you can find somewhere around them that does a movie and dinner that show thing, that's, that's really fun. I absolutely loved it. And, and, and like you said, you went to support them. I would, I would if there was one around here, I would go and spend the extra money just to support that because it's so much of a good experience. Yeah. Uh, I'd pay extra money for the dinner and for the movie. Um, but anyway, that th- those are fun, um, and that's yeah, that's a whole different experience. One, one of the reasons that didn't go well up in Indy was because of um, uh, they encouraged smoking a lot back mm. then, and you know they were like they were really encouraged smoking in there, which is <laughs> not a good thing. Yeah, well, um, it was still is it. Is there a smoking ban in Marion County yet? Uh, I think so. I think so, actually. La- last time I went out to bars, downtown. well, though that's not true, because I went a couple, just like three or four years ago, but we went to a cigar bar. We went to Nikki Blaine's, so I oh. I don't know. But the last time I went out to normal bars was like 10 years ago, and there was, there was still smoking in Marion County, so... Yeah, I th- I th- I, th- I think that last time we went like Trotsky had to go out to smoke something. Um Gotcha. So I want to say that's what it was. But but anyway, the uh um that that's a good experience. Let's let's step back to our experiences here a little bit with the TV and the and the and the movie thing. Um I I there are definitely shows that are better in movies and I and I tell that a lot of people to a lot of people I'm like, "Hey, this is one that 
when I recommend you to go see a movie, I, I want it's with that in mind. It's that you know, hey, can you watch this on the, anywhere else? You're going to get the same experience. Um, if it's this, if it's just a story driven movie, just story, and it doesn't have to really rely on music and sound um, and you know effects. Uh, then, then, which is, you know, let's say bridges of Madison County or something that's really, mm-hmm. you know, Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump, even, um, you, you can watch, you know, those shows on the small screen and really still get that very good impact elf. That's another good holiday mm-hmm. one elf, right? Right. You can, you can watch those on the, on the small screen, laugh hard and have a great time and get everything. And it's great to watch on the small screen. Um, you don't have to pay the exorbitant prices of, of a movie yet. The last Jedi is just not going to be its thing on the small screen, you know, and, and it's also, you know what, there's a good, uh, example of like star Trek going back to our star Trek nerd stuff is that I'm not sure if any of the next generation movies, any of the next generation movies were, you know, up to the level of what the series was just because they're not the same things. Well, yeah, the, the series and, and all of the series, the four five, five star Trek series. Oh, well, there's a new one that's six jury's still out on what the sixth one is but the original five were were character stories they're stories about people there's there's a lot going on with robots and aliens and phasers but it's ultimately about people you know i mean all all three of the of the new the middle um whatever middle era shows the Mm -hmm. next generation voyager and deep space nine all had at least one like fish out of water character at all times right. and 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 often more than one like original series had wharf and data um yeah. voyager had Kess, the doctor, the doctor. um uh, later seven seven and, nine, um, right. and deep space nine i'm just just starting into that one but there's odo who odo, who sure. doesn't even know what he is um right then of course uh well it's it's mainly him i guess it's as it gets further in the show there's ferengi and and all that kind of stuff but those characters are you know they're they're relatable as metaphors right like none of us are klingons or vulcans i mean you go back to the original series they had spock um well but well it's and and that's just one example of how the the stories are they, they resonate or are at least meant to resonate with the viewer in that like maybe we aren't you know none of us are klingons but we can relate to feeling alone in a situation even surrounded by people right or, and those those are stories that are told over longer periods of times that that are are that that really to get that feeling that you need to have with those, those characters or that concept of a character you can't do in a, just a two hour no, period. Right. You, that's the only you have thing to have you're a history on. of context. I mean, I think we talked about that with the new Star Trek films. Like it's not as impactful yeah. for new Kirk to die because we hardly know anything about him where when right. original Spock dies, like do you understand, like we've had, years and years i mean even from the show was canceled and then went into syndication and reruns like people had grown up knowing this character yeah but yeah 
Yeah, yeah it's it's well, just an interesting thing. Like I know for me when um when I was in college, I watched a lot of movies. A lot of movies. And then as I got out of college and um that was it was before Netflix really started, but there were like shows on on uh, on DVDs and other ways of of acquiring TV shows better than because like when I was in high school and college, like I couldn't really just watch the various Star Trek shows. Like if they were on reruns, I could turn it on and I might get I would get what I got. You know, whatever episode was yeah. on is the one I could see. Like it's weird to think about now in the era of Netflix that like complete lack of control over what you what you wanted to watch but i started getting into tv shows and i picked up um the doctor who reboot and house and scrubs and it started with just a couple shows and then as the years went on like picked up more and more shows and movies would just pass me by like they're like, oh, did you ever, like, I saw Iron Man and I saw the Avengers movies, but I never saw the Thors or the Captain Americas until sometime later when somebody rented it or it came out on Netflix or whatever. Um, yeah. Part of that is the staying home versus going to the theater and how you you either have to be really motivated to go to the theater yourself or you have to have some social impetus to participate in that activity as a group. Um, but as far as like sitting at home and watching, um, you know, the joke I always make is I'll watch five straight episodes of a half hour TV show before I will put on either a 40 minute show, an hour show or start a movie. Cause I'm like, I don't want to commit to it which is a weird thing. I don't know what that is, but right. um, it's it's just such a different... It's a different storytelling medium. And, of course, TV shows are not, you know, are not monolithic. Some of them are serial dramas that are really just very long movies, like Game of Thrones or... Because oh, Stranger Things is kind of Stranger Things, uh, the the Fargo series, any of those kind of things. Um, yeah, and then others are just episodic, you know, short form. I mean, it's all escapism, but the short form episodic shows are even more escapism. Um, yeah, that I think really, really only works in comedy. No, no, that's I mean, not true. I'm I mean, being, like, I watched all of House. And Ho yes. House is basically the doctor version of Sherlock Holmes. Yes. And you get, I mean, I think you need, the only thing that makes drama work in that format is continuing elements. And, I mean, maybe that's just me. Like, there, there are a ton of those csi and law and order shows so somebody must watch them i don't <laughs> right, right. i don't and nobody i know does that right. that i know of but um i th i think that those have those too i mean i used to watch a show like called like jag way back in the oh yeah 90s I, or something. I watched some of that way back right and, and that's the same kind of thing is that that, that they're they are serial shows but they have the small little hints of relationship things between them that actually makes people watch them forever right 
So and so you're getting your episodic stuff. I mean, that's the same thing with, with Star Trek. I mean, we were just talking about how you know you're watching the episodes and um, it's uh, it's just enjoyable and a bite sized thing, but you still get just a hint of you know a, a growing of a character or something that to help on you know maybe oh this relationship finally has a little flirtation with it. But you don't have a lot of time to invest. When you talked about investing in a movie, it's two hours. It's knowing that you're going to have two hours to invest in a whole big story arc and not just a a small little bit and pieces of the big story arc. Like when you watch Star Trek, you're going to get a little flirtation, maybe, maybe between the Doctor and Picard. And, you know, whether that gets resolved or not, it's not really relevant. And that's, you know, right. it's, but it's... And you get a little bit, but when you're sitting down to watch the the show, a movie for two hours, you're gonna get like you're gonna get the whole thing for all the characters, with, and they're all the, gonna with have the this setup thing. with the setup and the resolution, and that's sort of the right. essence of of my conversation with Fox. Because I was like, man, when I watch movies, particularly particularly old movies that are a little more aimed at kids, like stuff that I used to really love, like uh, Hook and Princess Bride. And not that I don't still love those movies. That's not what I'm saying. But the because it's just this is the flip side of that, like the two hours, like because it's just two hours, the story, the pacing of the story feels blazing fast to me. And it's probably because I've watched so much so many TV shows. But I'm like, wait, the the kids already forgot who their dad was. It's been like two yeah. scenes. Right. You know, it was 30 seconds ago that Hook kidnapped them and now they they don't remember who their dad is. I'm like, what how much time is supposed to have passed? Right. Yeah, that's fast. You know, I I'm actually am a really big fan of of uh the, the taking the two the two mediums and flipping them. And I, I let me give you two examples I think that work perfect. Okay. Um well, okay, I'll I'll tell you one of the movie that works perfect, but I'd like to see one on the on the on the TV. Um so on, I'd like to see um, TV series take their straight out chances and shake up the the status quo quicker. Like I was a big fan, and not everybody was, but I was a big fan of Jim and Pam getting together on The Office, okay. and and because they played it out for like two seasons or whatever it might be, and it was the will they won't they, which is so TV classic and mm-hmm. all the stuff. But then they they resolved it. They, they they got together, they got married, and then it was moving on, and they were just a couple then from yeah. then on. It they was, were, they they were just stuff. normal, insufferable human beings. <laughs> right, right. They're just what they were, what they were. Um, but the thing is, is that it. I like shows that like can movies that can have a resolution. That that's the point. We get through. We tell the 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 setup, the resolution. It's there, and it happens. And then, then you live in that environment from then on, and then they have new things. And The Office did do some of that really well with, you know, they uh, resolved several of their characters, moved on, came back, and whatnot. Um, I'm not using The Office as a perfect example of this, but they did some of that. I wish that more shows would do th- that, like, just let's just make this happen. Let's set it up, and it happens, and then now we have a different thing that happens. Now, the other thing is the movie side. I think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is successful because they're taking a television approach to it for all the reasons we just talked about. Mm. They have uh, an episodic, every one of their movies is an episode of a show. 
And it's just about what happens when you watch Thor 1, Thor 2, Thor 3. They're just a comic book or they're just a, a an episode of a TV show that happens to be two and a half hours long. And it has its story and it's had its own thing. But what's the most coolest part about them is that they sprinkle throughout the whole thing these little like will they won't they's or these little like relationships to other shows that you want to see more of. So you watch the next one. You watch Captain America one two three four, and then they sprinkle in oh a little bit more um, relationship with Tony and Cap, you know. So it, all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is one big TV series that is just episode episodic stuff everywhere, hmm. with an underlying theme of what's going to happen. And that's what makes Avengers Infinity War so mind-bogglingly crazy <laughs> is that it's finally going to resolve and definitely going to resolve all of the things that we've been sprinkled with. It's kind of like seeing, you know what, you're going to finally see the last episode of Star Trek The Next Generation and Riker's going to end up in command of the Enterprise and Picard and Crusher are going to mm. get together and right. it's everything's going to happen and this is where it all happens and we're going to or we're going to see whether it doesn't or not it's going to be definitively answered. Gotcha. So that's what's made the the Marvel Cinematic Universe so well is that they've taken a very TV episodic approach with every one of their movies yet had the through line. Well, and that and that ties back to something I think I said this last week, I don't know. It, lose track of things I said on air or off air, but um, I feel like you could pick up any of the MCU movies and understand it. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I think you can, it was, watch, you can watch a Star Trek and get it. You can watch I, any episode of Star I think Trek. It was, I think it was Andrew and I talking about Avengers because he does not have the same love for that film that you do. In yeah. fact, we saw the trailer to uh, uh, Pacific Rim uprising or whatever the second one's called sure um and he said uh he said can can we be can we be done with the lineups because they do the what do you mean they do the big the wide shot of all the oh. of all the robots the 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 um what are they called right the, the gypsy the danger and the yeah the Jaegers, right? and yeah. them all like prepping their various weapons right. and he's like uh can can we be done with this like we'll, we'll never be done that's that's just right, a thing right right it's it's such such fan service and he said um then then when we were in the lobby waiting for people to use the bathroom and stuff after the after Jumanji he was like um something about how the the story the plot of the Avengers movie is not really important okay cuz it's I, you know, I don't know what where that accusation comes from, and actually, it's too bad that we didn't that that didn't happen before we got him on the show, so that he could defend that defend that point of view. Right. But that's the that's the sort of weakness. Um, you know, we've we've we give the MCU a lot of praise on this on this podcast, but one of the one of the weaker things about it is that the like the main villain story part of it is usually not that important and is kind of no they're is kind of they're canned. the villain of the week they're the villain of the yeah. week i mean that's that's again it's just if you start that's true that's true it's if, like the it's the case in a in a cw show or not cw yeah. in a in a csi show 
Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And mm. it's 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 and I know if you start looking at all of the MCU like that, you realize, oh, this is exactly right. Yeah. And, and not saying that that's a good thing, because th- when it comes out to be fantastic episodes, you have uh, real good hero or villains like Loki and that are persistent. Um, and in television, you have the same thing when you've got a really good villain. You have uh, mud that continues to recur, you right. know, or you have um, um, Khan, who is a thing. So, so th- th- those are those are things that the MCU should fix, and I think they they know that, or they just haven't figured out the best way to do it. But yeah, they're just villains of the week, and the real point is the the characters that your through line characters seeing, and hopefully you'll you'll see them interact in the next movie. You're like, oh, you know, and the the highlights of being seeing Civil War is because there's going to be some resolution and a lot of interaction between the characters that. You know, this is a spark moment. This is a Jim and Pam getting together episode. You know what I mean? Did did we... I know that we had a conversation about um, entertainment media and uh, an emotional resonance. I don't remember if that was on air or not. Do you recall? Yeah, oh yeah. That was absolutely... It was one of our earlier ones, actually. Yeah, we talked about movies that had all the feels. No, I mean, like... Um, in the context, maybe it wasn't even you and I, maybe it was one of my brothers and I, at, you know, over the holidays, mm-hmm. um, a review I read of Last Jedi said that um, he was concerned about Star Wars falling into the the space where Avengers is with a bunch of movies that are fun to watch, but ultimately have no emotional resonance. Okay. And it's it was an interesting sort of accusation because that made me, you know, go back and think like most of the MCU movies were good. Mhm. But I can't think of any that were great in the way that like Wonder Woman was great. Oh, then I don't know what you think about the Winter Soldier, but I thought that one was mm. I mean, I I agree with I agree with your statement, but I think but that's there's too many of those that, to say that they're there wasn't any because there were there on the whole, I agree with that, but there were a few that, that did. I, and, and, I, and, and I'm not, I'm not making a value statement like, sure, sure. you know, I, I definitely some of the MCU movies were bad, but none, right, right. none that were like, it's like when we were talking in the group chat about last Jedi and Trotsky asked what films this year, did I like more? Did I enjoy more like an enjoy mm-hmm. or two different metrics there? But, um, right. And I immediately listed off, you know, uh, Thor Ragnarok, Wonder Woman, and Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Um, and his his only response to that was whether or not you're going to see the movie again. Right where... there. Oh, that's not a good metric. Well, no, it's not. And, and I was anyway, just because of social, um, you know, sure. obligations and things like that. But it's more of the like... Um, it's it's the thing where you watch a movie and then you're thinking about it the next day or a couple days later, and not yeah, right. not just in the sense of like like you and I talk about movies. Like I saw that movie and now you and I are you know like Jumanji. I saw yeah. it and now we're talking about it, but I didn't think about it at all in between. No, e- except right. except to text you about it and say hey you should go watch this so that we can talk about it on the show like it's not like um 
like the movie Memento? Uh, I've not actually watched that. One. Oh, you haven't yeah, seen that. Okay. Um, what's another good example? Bl- well, I mean, Bl- like Blade Runner. You talk about those kind of Blade Runner was those kind of movies of that way. Yeah, but I mean, it's I, like, some of those movies, I think, like Saving Private Ryan, Saving and, Private uh, Ryan, or um, I mean, I just watched Schindler's List again. Yeah, the the Lord of the Rings with, the, and I'm not saying like like a movie has to be, you know, a tearjerker or something like that, but something something in it substantial enough to to resonate with you emotionally like i don't have a better way to say that right. you know no, no. It, I, I, it, something that has it's impactful it, it's it, impactful it gives you chills and yeah um, and that's not saying that you that people can't watch them again and again um a good example you know whether it makes them good or bad um some of those movies well that's a really good question because i did i was just mentioned that i watched uh schindler's list like a week or two ago okay. again and and I haven't seen it since it premiered and it was because not because it was bad. It's one of the best movies of all time. It's just, sure, yeah, of course. it was so impactful and emotional and it, you know, and I, I'm firm in my, or confident in my manhood enough to say that I <laughs> had tears at, at that one in the theater. I mean, it was really so strong for me that it was, you know, bleary eyed doing that whole thing or the end of it. And, yeah. um, and so, so I wanted to keep that impactful and, um, and I don't know, I didn't need to continually dissect every little scene and, and like I like to do when I watch the second one, oh, let's see what else happened here and let's see if I recognize that person's watch in this one next time or that that wasn't important to me. The message of the whole movie stood out as its thing. And there's several other movies that like that. But on the other hand, I've watched Forrest Gump like 10 times and um, it was also a very impactful movie. So, you know, watching things multiple times isn't a... A yeah, it's it's not so much the the will will you watch it again? It's it's more about um you know does it does it impact you? Like does it? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting it's an interesting uh, question. Yeah. Um. Hey, let's so let's switch off a little less heavier stuff here um but still kind of stick on the the i don't know hollywood entertainment thing because so because i was thinking about talking to you for a while about we we talked so much about pop culture and sci-fi and things but i mean i i watch a lot of shows that aren't that as well sure yeah same and you know i love i love my comic book shows Uh, you know we talk about netflix and we talk about the marvel things and and even some anime or cartoony type stuff but you know some normal shows um that I watch as well. Um, I watch, I've been watching community a lot. Um, cause I missed it when it first came around. I, I really like that show. I, I, um, I don't know that I would call that a normal show. Really? You wouldn't call that a normal <laughs> no, show? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, Dan Harmon yeah. is a, is a strange dude. I'm, yeah, I'm, it is. I'm sure it's, in real life. It's kind of, I don't know. Is it genre? I mean, it's got episodes that are genre. It's, but it's something, it's something all its own. Like I, it's up there with, uh, with Arrested Development and The Office and to a lesser extent right. Parks and Rec is like great shows that I'll I'll go back to. Yeah. That's for real. Point. Well the the you know, I, I said I missed community when it came out. And okay. and one of the reasons I haven't seen it until till now is because it's been on Hulu and I've been a hater of Hulu. Yeah, that's gross. But yeah, um just because of the commercial thing. But um 
I've, I've, I've gotten Hulu and, you know, it's premium, so you don't have to get those commercials. And, and it afforded me chances to watch shows that I, I, I've missed in the past. And Community is definitely the one that's on top of my list. Now, I'm only, like, through season two at this point, but, man, is it, like, amazing. I know yeah. I'm way on the I'm way on the back end of years and years, if not like like a decade behind everything. Seeing uh, uh, Troy and and uh, Abed in the morning, <laughs> but you know it, it's it's one of those things that I don't know. Sometimes in your life, you just have where you need to you need to just not lose your mind, but not think. Hmm. You know what I mean? Not in a not in a bad way or anything. You just. Sure, of course. You're just you're just overwhelmed, and you have to take. I mean, that's the essence of escapism. Yeah, yeah, and 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 sometimes there's some shows that are just, you know, do that really well. And and for me, at, at times, it's been random shows that you you watch, but it's not always like the best shows. It's just shows that are, you know, meet whatever criteria you need at the the time. And I think that television shows, episodic shows, do that really well. Yeah, and for sure. Good characters. I, I'm. Parks and Rec was something that I remember when I had a difficult time in my life that was going on that I watched, I watched Parks and Rec and I watched just, just, you know, absorbed in it. And it was something that was so easy and smooth to watch For sure. that, you know, it, it allowed me to just get wrapped up in that world and be in a happy place, I guess, you know, and, and it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, in, in that respect, it's almost it's almost a better candidate for that than um, than something like The Office because it's less real. Though, yes, both of those in in different ways because they're you know people lump the two together, but they're they're kind of very different shows. Like they're both that like fake documentary. Yeah, that's why they lump them. I think kind, kind of thing. But The Office tries to be a lot more real than Parks and Rec does. Like Parks and Rec has no quote unquote normal characters. Like they're all ridiculous. Yeah caricatures of human beings and so that's a that's a case where um where the office is more likely to have an episode or a or a moment or a scene that that impacts you to go back to the emotional resonance like something that's going to make you tear up right um parks and rec is a lot less likely to have that like maybe toward the end when they start you know wrapping things up and writing characters out but yeah. um because it's so much more ridiculous you're mostly just laughing yeah at all the jokes it, it is yeah and by the way as a comment there there were two two characters that were intentionally to be normal and that was brandanowitz i think and they right. wrote him out and yeah. then uh and then what's the the girls um who was her friend best friend it was um and yeah and is kind of the relatable thing and then uh, she was just kind of a lame character compared to everybody right, else. Eventually. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, you you can only play that like straight man part relatable person for a while. And then it was, yeah. and then everybody just loved the characters. But anyway, the, the point was, is that there, there shows um, on TV that, that aren't always there. I mean, they're about escapism, but they're they're They hit you at the right time in your life or they hit you at the right moment. And they could be completely ridiculous or rated as bad shows and anyone could call them bad shows and, and it's okay. I mean, it's just what you, what you like. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, I know one that some people used to watch, um, a horrible show with, about witches and, the, uh, charmed, with, 
Yes, Charmed. You know, never or, saw it, uh, but I knew. I, I, did. I never did, but I remember like my uh, my ex wife way back when when it was on it used to watch that, and it and it is just because it just hits you right at the moment. It's not great. I remember her saying it's not a great show, not great dialogue, <laughs> not great stuff, but it really just kind of takes my mind off of things. At, at and I don't don't need to. I don't need to think too terribly much, and I just kind of just eat it as it is. Right. You know, maybe some people call those popcorn shows or whatever. Sure, sure. Uh, my current one has been a show called The Ranch. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, um, that's the that's the Netflix sitcom with right with, with, with swearing. And, yeah, right. And with half the, the cast actually, of that seventy show. Oh, more. I'm sure over half the cast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, with Ashton Kutcher as the main character. Fun. Uh, fun bit of trivia the yeah in the in the kitchen on that set they use these little tan and and navy blue um mugs they're okay they're ceramic they're an exact match to a set of of plates and mugs that uh my parents have had since i was a kid <laughs> so you're like oh my god those are the those are the mugs yeah those yeah are i saw right it on the show. i was like hey those are our mugs like they're small <laughs> so we don't use them regularly for coffee when we were kids we used them to uh uh to color easter eggs because they're right they're short and and wide like kind of a traditional uh um teacup but right. uh yeah i watched let's see it's a weird show. I mean, I, it's, I it's dropped weird... out. I not dropped. I, like I, I lost interest in it somewhere around the middle of season three, I think. Oh, that yeah, this makes sense. That's when they start to actually kind of get real. And yeah, it, like the, all the all the stories going on were really dark. Like people were losing their jobs, and the you know the guy got his girlfriend pregnant, and it was a whole yeah. <clears throat> It got really heavy, and so right? and so. Then when I was flipping through Netflix, I'm like, eh, "No, I'm gonna watch something else." Yeah, and I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that, and I and that's why sitting here even today on this show, I'm I'm not recommending people to go watch that show, <laughs> um, it, because there's so many things that that show does wrong. But it, it is a, a for me a perfect example of how even bad shows can have their people that love them, and for reasons that aren't. Anything that's on the scale of what makes a show good, oh sure, yeah, what makes sure. a show bad. I mean, that's you know, the, the that's the whole, not the whole, but like that's a huge part of why camp is successful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. like if something is intentionally bad just for the for the humor of it and the social experience of like let's all get together and watch this terrible thing like Mystery Science Theater. Or, that, or Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? Like exactly. That. That's that's a little right. different than what you're talking about, but kind of the right, same, right. kind of the same thing. Like, does does everybody who read and watched all of the Twilight movies really think that's good cinema or good right. anything? Good vampires, yeah. good storytelling, good love story. Right. None of it. Like it's top to bottom awful. Right. The, you it just served them what they wanted at the time. You, you can't tell me that there wasn't a segment of that fan base that went yeah we know it's terrible but we don't care like right that has to be that has to be a significant portion <laughs> i i, I want to say that i approve of your like last three minutes of tearing on <laughs> I, i'm totally i'm totally there with you man i i get it um but 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 it's it's 
It's the truth. I mean, that's why, you know, I, I got to have maybe it's just my age that I'm tempering on a lot of people's opinions. Mm-hmm. There's so much hate on the the Internet of people hating things so much. And I'm like, you know, I don't like that. But, you know, it's I'm not terribly bad that it exists. And I know that there's so many cinema or TV snobs that are like there's so many good shows that are cut and this other garbage is out there. And I think, you know what? It's, it's, it's the reason it's making its ratings is because it's got, or it's money or whatever it is, is because there's people who like it for what it is and enjoy it, how they like sure. to consume it. And that's, that's good for them. Well, yeah, uh, it's like, it's like we were talking about flash on CW. Yes. Right. This whole CW network. I mean, that's the yeah, example the, of that. the whole network. Right. Well, for the, to, for, for the most to part, to, I'll, I'll say if okay. you, if you're, if you're looking for something, that's uh it's it's on the cw but it for the most part there's a little bit in season three that's that's very cw is uh a show called i zombie which all right you said i'm sure i've recommended it before it's it's great i love it it has a terrible name but it's 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 very funny the that's that's definitely one i need to watch i mean it's 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 a got a good cast it seems like and it's got a good following and people like it a lot it's based it's loosely based on a comic um, I want to say image. Okay. Yeah. That makes it's, sense. It's one of the, sure. it's one of the smaller, one of the non DC Marvel. Would you say houses. going go back to, to, uh, to kind of classify it a little bit to what we were just talking about earlier, would you call it an episodic show that has three lines? It's yes. It's, um, a, the, the longer the show goes, the more serial it becomes. But in the beginning, it's very much like, procedural cop show think like psych if you watch that okay um my family did i couldn't get into it the premise was stupid to me um well well that's one of the things that that actually turned me off to not watch it, it was that that it, the first couple like episode or two that i watched was very much like oh this is just a a, a csi but with a zombie thing in it right and i wanted more of the, the i wanted more of the interesting part the, the first season is a lot that way it's just sort of um and if anybody hasn't seen it, the the premise of the show is um, there's a girl who is a doctor. She gets infected with a zombie virus, becomes a zombie, gets a job at the city morgue where she gets access to brains. But when she eats brains, she has visions from the person whose brain she ate. And she uses those visions to help a detective in the police station solve crimes. It is kind of a ridiculous premise. Um, <laughs> the, what makes it sort of funny is that her coworker or her boss, the 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 chief um, medical examiner, is a funny uh, English English Indian, whatever the word is for for um, for that that group of people, um, yeah. who's kind of nerdy, kind of geeky, and. Um, is sort of the um the audience analog okay the the every man the kind of yeah, yeah whatever your, your point of view whatever, whatever the character. term is for that but um especially in the first season to into the second season um she also inherits a lot of the personality traits and quirks of the victim as well um which makes for a f- generally a pretty entertaining um interaction between her and the detective who doesn't know like he's kept in the dark for most of the show yeah um and so that interaction where like she's 
he just thinks that she's weird because she claims to be a psychic. She is actually getting visions, and so that sort of makes sense in a way that it doesn't in Psych, right. the, the show. But, um, yeah, as as the show goes on into the second season, and especially in the third, like the scope of the story broadens as they sort of address the the reality of there being zombies in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say season three is is not great, especially in the beginning and middle. They do a lot of that classic CW love triangle mm-hmm. nonsense. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's I obviously I, like it. So I, I should I should address that. Something I wanted to say when you said earlier about uh, Andrew, can we be done with things? Um, <laughs> I, I that's a good statement, but that's also a statement that I think happens as you get older. And and that's because what, what do they go back to? There's only seven different stories or right. whatever. And, and and after a while, as you get older and the more and more you're involved in watching shows and reading books or whatever, you see more and more of those same exact seven stories uh, again and again. And then they're right. like, okay, I'm I'm tired of this Y or Z. So when we say the will she, won't she, or you know, will she, won't he, whatever it is, um, get together. That's that's just a thing. That's just it's going to happen. And you know what? For us, it's like, oh, I've grown, I'm worthy, I, I'm tired of it. But for the 16 or 17-year-old, it's the first time they've seen it. Sure. And and, and they love it. So I, I always call them the who's the boss thing. Like, there's always the will Sam, you know, Sam and Diane not get, get together. That's exactly what it was. But no one saw that who's, you know, a millennial. Right. Um, so this is, their, this is their Sam and Diane. And while, to me, it's the same thing over and over and over again, there's people who are first watching it. And, you know, to see the uh the lineup you know on on pacific rim 2 it's like oh my god that's the coolest thing i've ever seen i've never seen that before so that's cool yeah i mean to me it's par for the course with that i guess you we can call it a franchise now it's this like it's very dumb but still kind of awesome oh i'm they'll have my money yeah yeah it's it's like maybe like transformers but better be, for a variety mm. of reasons because they're that's, not that's very that's very pushing it i mean because they're not terrible because but. they're not trying to be a certain thing well they are and the thing they're trying to be is that classic uh japanese kaiju story that goes back i'm sure goes further back than than godzilla but the original movie sure. was godzilla this monsters come out of the sea but um, well i i think that that uh pacific rim and transformers one are absolutely comparable they are just right on the same level exactly hmm. uh you know no one's worse or better than the other one so I, i'm hoping that that uh pacific rim two stays the same and doesn't get worse and right. you know go down in their thing um i mean it'd be nice if it gets better but i'm not expecting it to and uh but Transformers I mean, obviously went it, went just like on nosedives as it went down. Yeah, I mean, like I, like I've said before, like I saw the first Transformers and probably the second one. I'm not a Megan Fox fan, so generally, I I don't think I saw any of them after that. But right. for for Pacific Rim, like what to to me, I'm like what what would make it bad? Right? Oh, because, you start putting in the Michael Bay jokes of. 
you know, racial racism jokes and the, let's put two bowls together. If they put Michael Bay, if he was in charge of Pacific Rim, he'd have shots of one of the, the, uh, the Jaegers have nuts or something, you know, Ooh. and then you, you don't, you don't remember that from Transformers 2? They devastated the huge thing. He had like, uh, he had huge balls that were janging together, oh, and, no. and yeah. They, yeah. And now that yeah. you're saying that, it's coming back to me, right? Okay. I mean, that, that's the thing with the Transformers movies, or or you get together and all of a sudden there's these huge racial stereotypes of guys being African Americans and and just being terribly offensive, and you're oh, like, gross. you know what? It, you just cut out so much of these stupid things. Granted. 90% of the movie would be gone, but that's what makes <laughs> that that's what continued to make them more and more terrible. Okay. And, okay. and if Pacific Rim was just f- fine and I don't, the first one had some transformers had some of that, but it just got progressively worse. And Michael Bay is, he got more yeah. and more, you know, leeway to do whatever he wanted. It just, it, no one was holding him back on that stuff and they still never do. Um, right. And, and then it was just like butt shots of Victoria's secret models for, 30 seconds as long as they could, you know, right. Because he got away with like a five second one earlier, so he can continue to go on. Um, so Pacific Rim, yeah, they could definitely do, you know, you put Michael Bay in charge of it and it'll go into that kind of stuff. I, I, I guess my, my question, my thinking was like, my expectation for that franchise is so low. Like, what is it <laughs> like? I mean, I guess if they somehow don't fight, giant monsters with giant robots then it would be bad but uh, yeah that's that's a good that's a good point i hadn't really or, or if they they start doing like jet ja- very bad japanese stereotypes sure and it's like sure. the phantom menace where they're you know do phantom menace yeah that's what i was gonna say right right so so they do that kind of stuff you're like oh this is just getting terribly worse so yeah it could go really it could go really south it's it's in the medium spot i'd say if it's on a scale of one to ten it's at a four right now um and the, the only reason it's four is because the cool stinking robots you know right over the top stuff i mean it's you know again to go back to expectations like i went and saw the first one in the theater i was like um, sure yeah i expect this movie to be dumb (laughs) nonsensical summer blockbuster written for seven-year-olds and that's exactly what i got and that's what i got out of another one people deride all the time is uh battleship you know, Battleship is exactly the same thing. Yeah, you know, people, we've talked about that. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's it's exactly the same thing. It's definitely on par with Pacific Rim. It's got its scenes, and then it's like, you know, when you know when they're talking that it's nothing that you should care about. You know, I mean, if you if you if they did a big action scene and it's over, it's time to go get popcorn and use restroom. You're cool. You won't so, miss much. Um, that reminds me, another movie that we watched last. Uh, Saturday, Friday, this past weekend. Um, yeah. uh, shoot. Last Crusade, Indiana Jones. Oh, you for the first time you just went, no, no, okay. well, <laughs> bo- both, wow, what? both, both of my parents were like, I don't think I've ever seen this. Oh, okay. And right. I'm sitting watching it going, okay, I remember stuff that happens at the end. I remember all the stuff with the cup and you know the grail and him mm-hmm, picking mm-hmm. so i know that i saw some of it at some point probably right. 10 20 years ago okay and maybe while other stuff was going on so i don't remember i didn't remember any of the stuff leading up to it okay so it was kind of almost like a first experience almost right um but it has a lot of that like uh, 
summer blockbuster action-y kind of stuff. There's actually a moment. There's a moment where I forget. It's like, I think it's when they are. No, because they escape that. (laughs) <laughs> they escape most things. But. There's a situation where they're in something. It's like a boat or a car, and it like goes through. It's when maybe when the plane flies through the tunnel, which is just ridiculous, <laughs> just start ridiculous. to finish. Um, <laughs> but it was something like that where you know they they did this back in the day before before the effects before special effects got more real and more yeah you know they had to be more real um you know where like the blood just looks like red water it's either <laughs> it's either too bright or something like that or the the thing that i i associate with the in, with the uh james bond movies the old ones um like stuff spontaneously exploding yeah you know what i'm saying where like like a plane is falling out of the sky and as soon as it touches the water, there's a fireball. Right, right. Something like that happens in Last Crusade. I don't remember whether it's a, a car or a boat. Oh, there, there's so many. There's so many scenes. Like, the, I know the, there's one where the motorcycles, like, flip the, over and... It flips over and then just explodes into a fireball. And uh, my... <laughs> That's my, Steven Spielberg is what it is. My, my, li- my little sister looks... She's like... Did Michael Bay direct this movie? Exactly. I mean, that was that was you know eighties and nineties. Steven Spielberg is what that mm-hmm, was. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just that that's so much stuff that like that. Uh, I got to say that that Last Crusade I, is probably my favorite um, of all the Indiana Jones. It's, and it's it, it's it's its own movie that sits or its own genre. I guess I don't even say genre, but it's just so nothing can be. You can't do that now. Yeah. Um, I was talking about it because I know in the last six months I've watched it as well and um, I was talking about it with somebody and I said that's a perfect example of a movie you can't do anymore because there's there's and I don't know if it's a sad thing or if it's just the way the world is but there's one specific scene where oh I was talking to you about it matter of fact I was (laughs) referencing Blade Runner where um, uh, Harrison Ford he he goes and he kisses the the girl in uh, the Last Crusade, uh, mm-hmm. somebody had rummaged through her her uh, her uh, hotel room and destroyed everything. Oh and she, yeah, the, the book was lost, and he gets pissed at her, and she's pissed at him, and they're so angry at each other, and he just grabs her they, and kisses her right on the they lips. They start hate kissing. Yeah, and then she smacks him, and he's like, "You're not going to smack me. I'm going to force myself on you, kiss you." And then, and then because of that, she's even her breath is taken away, and it's like even better. And I'm like, okay, this is a rape scene. I right. mean, today that's what it would be, and it would yeah. be nothing but in the media about how it's in, you know, promoting male dominant stuff and how terrible right. it was. But right. that scene was fantastic when you watched it, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, that's what," you know, women were like, "That's what I want Harrison Ford for. <laughs> I want him. You know, he's he's the best." Um, so, you, but you can't do that today, and it's no. it's weird. It's weird that that's. The, bad or good or whatever the, it is. the thing in that movie that that got me i mean it's always weird to see john reese davies uh <laughs> playing a full-size person because he's a big dude <laughs> you're right yeah i'm like Instead oh a, man i forgot he was such a, a big dude um played a little dwarf i yeah. i saw him a couple of weeks ago he's in voyager uh as yeah as da vinci hol- right. holodeck da vinci yeah um okay. i knew him as that before i knew him as but there 
you know, like there are all of these, uh, I'm going to say brown, brown skinned guys with fezes and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. That, that seemed strange to me. And I also found myself wondering, I forget exactly the time frame because it's all the Indiana Jones stuff is all pre-World War Two, right? Yes, I think so. And there seems no, to be no, no, no. It's not because a lot of it's in World War Two. Like there's Nazis. That's the whole point of it. Well, there there are Nazis, but there are no Nazis after World War Two, right? So it has to be before. Well, it's it's during because remember in the Last Crusade he literally meets Adolf Hitler when they're burning books. Oh, I, oh! You know what? We had a scratch on the disc, and I think we missed that. Scene. Oh yeah, he he. It's even that's how terrible, not terrible, but how campy that show is. He's, right. He, he goes there, and there he goes back to get the book, and he goes to Berlin, and just right. in I like mean, an I, odd scene. I remember he, that him him going to Berlin and stuff, but it's it's this kind of like because I think in one of the in one of the establishing shots it says like 1938 or something, so it's supposed maybe. to be. Like, I think if World War II was going on, they would not be able to just fly into Berlin. Mm, maybe you see what I'm saying. And they have like well, they, they don't they don't actually they they, they have, have like to, the Rolls Royces and and they and have stuff. to take their the bikes. The, they I think it's supposed bikes. to be like just leading up to World War II. But anyway, it might, be. it might be. If it's, I found myself wondering if it's like 1938, and I know that that's pretty close to the U.S. getting involved in the war, but. Um, there seems to be this sort of universal acceptance and agreement between Indy and all of the people on his quote unquote side that the Nazis are literally evil. Right. They are. Right. right. And I, I'm like, you know, that is a, that's a, a looking back at history perspective. Right. I don't know how many people, and I'm sure oh. there were. At the time, they weren't, yeah. I don't know how many people there were in the late 30s that were like, oh, the the Nazis are literally evil. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, they started out with, you know, conquering and all that stuff. But the Holocaust and all that stuff didn't become public knowledge until after. True. Yeah, the... the, I I did just look it up, and you're right. the, uh, The Last Crusade took place in 1938. Okay, the the uh, yeah that that's the the whole what uh, history is written by the victors type thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, if if uh, Saddam Hussein had taken over the world, then we would be calling him a hero, right. you know. So or not that we would, but you you know what I mean. It's one of those that's a yeah, yeah. political thing. Um, so no that 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 show is that show is so good, but also so bad, and <laughs> you you can't redo them today. You you can't make the Goonies again today. Um, no, we, we have, we have our own stuff and, and the, the internet has changed the world in more ways than we could ever possibly imagine. A, a lot of it good, but a lot of it, a lot of it bad. N- yeah. Not, I mean, it's, so it's, it's, it's both. It's just change. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't get better, but we get worse, but we also get better, <laughs> you know, with, with, with TV, with movies, with, lots yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I will say that, but you know, I don't know. I mean, there, there's there. You go back to the '60s, and there was terrible shows too, and there was good shows, and and um, a lot of the times that the same themes or the same sitcoms that we're putting on today, and we say, "Oh, Seinfeld's ground, groundbreaking." Well, they kind of did something like like it before, 
you know it's just you know it's yeah just it's just it's it's about people like you know the, people make fun of seinfeld for being a show about nothing but what was cheers about yeah right. it was about people hanging out and talking and it's what it was there wasn't the, anything the the right. essentials of of people and their their wants and needs and and drama like none of that has changed yeah friends is the same thing friends is there's nothing that happens in friends no right there's there's nothing um but anyway yeah i guess going back to the to to wrap this up with our 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 uh, there was a really good question you had posed at the start of this whole thing was you know are are you a a, a movie guy or a tv guy um I I love them equally for totally separate reasons, and mm. and they don't always cross over, right. um, and and you you can't necessarily take a, a a movie and put it on the small screen in your living room and it have anywhere near the same effect, even if it's a really great movie or a, a good TV show, and put it on the on the on the big screen and make a movie out of it, and it's great. Um, Firefly, I have a weird feeling about that one firefly and serenity <laughs> because i wanted serenity so bad and i loved that they gave us serenity but i'm i don't i still to my own druthers don't think that that thing serenity was equal to firefly you mm. know what i mean i mean i i, I just don't think it's set as well in there with every, it every time every time i think about that movie i remember back because it came out in the early days of podcasting and I was listening to um, one of the early podcasts, a show called twit okay. with, um, with Leo Laporte and those guys from tech TV. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that whole, I remember thing. tech TV. Yeah. Tech TV got bought out and shut down and people mm-hmm. were sad. And then, and Leo was on the radio probably still is. They're probably still doing the show for all I know, but um, they talked about serenity after it came out and, one of the guys, I want to say Kevin Rose or Patrick Norton. I'm surprised I remember all these guys' names, but um, he said, uh, he said, he said, I just want George Lucas to go watch this movie and then step out of the theater and fall on his sword. <laughs> okay. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's an homage to the, elements of the movie of course right, right. but this was like what was it like 2004 2005 yeah something like that like all the all the prequel trilogy was done yeah um and we were still a decade before uh force awakens right and and it was like it was just this this statement he was making about like this is what sort of like sci-fi but not typical sci-fi because star wars is not typical sci-fi and neither is serenity or firefly and so it was like this is what this can be yeah right um which which i thought was an interesting which is totally different statement well, I think we was good good talks tonight about our, our we went on movies and TVs way more than I, I expected us to be. We had a lot of other topics to talk tonight about yeah, stuff, we, but oh well, nothing nothing huge. We'll <laughs> we'll come back to it. We haven't. Uh, I, I know as, that you you were aside playing... from aside from Star Trek, we haven't talked about TV really since. Uh, I mean, as a as a whole full blown topic since 
like the first episode or two when we talked about uh, Game of Thrones, which not true. is yeah. not coming back till 2019. So that's ridiculous. We I won't be talking about not that understand. anytime soon. I, I know they had talked about way back when that they only uh, film in actual winter time, but I mean it's winter somewhere in the world all the time. I just I, I don't know. I, I don't. Well, know. they My, they shoot the winter stuff up in um, Northern Ireland, I think. I guess I, I don't know. I mean, and but, it's just so frustrating that yeah, I don't know. there's so well, many it's, shows. It's uh, it's like you were saying about the MCU. It's it's really a series of slightly short movies. It it is, <laughs> it, it is. I guess so. And and you, and if you say that that takes two years just, to plan, but just with no source material, so it's yeah. And there and it's even shorter. It's like six episodes. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they're six hour long episodes and they're supposed to be, they said they they actually said that they're supposed to be feature link episodes, almost, almost like an hour and a half to two hours each. Oh, each so one. they make it because they were an hour when the series started back in season yeah. one and they yeah. did 10 of them. So yeah, I would, I would hope that they get along and then they'll wrap up all the stories and it won't matter that George never finished the books because so many people are not going to bother reading them. They they won't care. They're like, well, right. we know now. So, well, maybe. I mean, maybe, if, maybe, if yeah. you know, say if you know him, what he would do is probably write it just despite you know. Write I would something different. I would. I totally would. I absolutely would. I mean, I I think that would be fun to let somebody else write my the ending of my books and my world, and then write a whole different ending. It's it's especially if you gave them the idea of how you wanted them to write it, and then you write something different. I mean, you, you have a whole reason for um, your audience to see something and then say, yeah, but I've got another way that it could work. And this is the way, actually the official <laughs> way. That sounds really cool to me. Right. Um, I mean, that would make me pick up the last, you know, the last one and never read any of the other ones, you know, just because I wanted to see the difference. But he, he's not, I mean, I, maybe it's blasphemy to say that he's not the smartest man, but if he is the smartest man by now, he would have been writing this and, and gotten his book out by now. Um, yeah. I, you know, th- th- there's a whole, there's a whole thing with like fame and, and, and celebrity. I, I have some sympathy, but a very small amount of sympathy for an author whose work is so popular that people are begging them to finish it. Like I get it's artistic. It's, it's hard. You can't just, it's not yeah. like you just, you know, go out and mow your grass. Like you have to have a story. Um, and yeah, it's, but I, and it's I a big we, deal, but like right. after, after it's been, you know, a year or two, I don't even, I read the last one, but it's been, it was before the series started. Right. So seven years ago, nah. I'm like, come on. I mean, there's a limit to how much sympathy I'll, I'll give. I, I, yeah. See, I, I, I have, I have none because actually to me, that's, that's an absolute marker that the, that the person writing it did not have the story in mind when they started yeah. that they yeah. were, they're just writing it as they go along. And each one is an episodic thing to them that they just make up. So if you're having artistic creative differences with yourself or you need to have that moment strike you, you, you didn't start off this way because, because at this mm-hmm. point he should be like, I know where this is and I'm almost there. I just, all I need to do is just finish what I know is going to happen. And that doesn't take 20 years or whatever it might be. You know, he doesn't, he, he doesn't know, you know, or he's got ideas, but he doesn't really, you know, what he's waiting for is to be this, this, the spark of genius to hit him again. And anyway, 
I don't know how we got on that little rant there, but <laughs> Game <laughs> of Thrones shows. Game I, of Thrones. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I, I will watch it. I, I love the shows, and and you know we have, now we have to wait a whole another year to talk about it. But I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> what'll get me there is um, hopefully Westworld will be on. Oh yeah. Between then, I don't know when that's going to come back, but you know, couldn't get enough of that when that came out. At the at the record store, I saw the soundtrack vinyl for um, the original movie which I've not seen. Oh. If if yeah. it had been the show, I probably would have bought it immediately, though it's right. new and popular, so I'm sure the the record is like $30. You know what we're going to have? We're going to have two seasons of Stranger Things in the time that one season of uh Game of Thrones comes Game of out. Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll have like the, it, But they're they're committed to only four, so they got two more and then they're done. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. It's going to be that's going to be don't good. Get, I don't get the impression that they know where they're going from this, at least from the I interviews. But they could be, you know, they could be portraying a an uncertain showrunner in the same way that Fox uh, portrayed a frustrated DM at a at Gen Con <laughs> last year. Yeah, I, I think that looking back at at Stranger Things, I totally agree. I I, I don't know if second the second season was going somewhere. I still don't know where it went. Hindsight, you know, it went re- to the it went to the snowball and the and the kids kissing. Yeah, so yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but it didn't it didn't progr- progress anything really. So there's not like a lot of progression with maybe yeah. char- their characters in relationships, but like the story of strange the world of Stranger Things didn't really progress. You right. know that markedly. So yeah, I, I would agree with your feelings that I don't know if, if that's, they've got a plan who, who knows? I mean, I, I'm enjoying we'll it for see. the ride that it is right now, but we'll see. Yeah. Right. Well, all right, man, what, uh, what should we talk about next week? Um, what's going on this week? I'm not really sure. Um, I know we, did you get to see the, the infinity war trailer? We could always talk about some trailers that come out. Cause there's really cool ones on last Jedi that, that I'm excited about. Um, without spinning them now like, like wrinkle on time is coming out that looks really cool i mean i don't want to oh, just focus yeah. on we, movies we, but. we saw some interesting trailers before jumanji i leaned over to andrew and i was like oh these these are the trailers you get when you go to see a movie that's kind of for kids <laughs> right yeah yeah just um, a lot of really loud you know pacific rim and wrinkle in time and wrinkle in time looks interesting I, i'm not sure about the cast but uh I'm not familiar with that I agree, I agree with that, so. but I, I like me some Chris Pine in general. Sure, sure. Not, But he's hardly in it, but anyway. Um, right. It was just a sixth grade book that I had read. My daughter's reading it now, so sure. I'm, I'm a little excited about it. Um, but no, so beyond movies and stuff, there, you know, there's, right. yeah, there's maybe plenty we'll, of stuff we can talk about. Maybe we'll run through some movie trailers and uh, see what else happens Cool, man. next week. We got a whole week, not not four or five days like we've had since <laughs> right, our last right. recording. Finally right. back on a, on a normal schedule. On our normal schedules again. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening tonight, uh, joining us. Dennis, where can they go on the website to check us out? Our website is frontporchpodcast.com slash 20, episode 20. 20. Hey, this, we've been doing this for a while now, huh? M- milestone. A couple months, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going good for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good times. All right, everybody. Uh, for the Front Porch, this is Michael Daniels. And Dennis Rogers. Night, everybody. See you next time.